Yo, 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 what's going on? It's Adam Stay Woke, and we're back with episode three of It's Bag Season, the podcast. And I'm sitting here with my main man, Devontae, the one and only Filet Mignon. You feel me? You feel me? Let me go ahead and let him introduce himself. What's going on, everybody? Um, Like he said, it's Devontae. Devontae is my government name, but a lot of you probably know me as Flame or Flaming Yon or Yon or however you guys want to break it down. I've been called every three-letter syllable or whatever in that in that word. So, but yeah, basically, I um, well, a, I, I pretty much want to, yeah, I want to get them to understand who you are from the grassroots. Um, let them know, like, we want to know where you're from. Um, we want to know who you are and what you do. <clears throat> okay, man. So from the beginning, I'm from the Bay Area originally, like, you know, not born there, but raised there. Born in Atlanta. Grew up all around the Bay, mostly the Valley. Um, 209 area, Tracy, Lathrop, Stockton. You know, if you're from that area, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's a it's a big area with a whole lot of people. But, you know, you got the Bay side like Oakland, Hayward. But you got the Valley like Stockton, Tracy, Lathrop. Um, so, you know, you can't be far claiming the Bay if you're really from... That's what they say. That's what they say to me. Because you know I mean? I'd be like, I'm from the Bay, but really yeah. I'm from Monterey. I was born in Monterey, like we're in yeah. California. So, so they, when you're talking to Cali people, you they gotta don't, be right. They be like, nah, that's not the Bay, bro. That's not the Bay. Like, yeah, because yeah, I mean, 209, you could say it's the Bay. It's got Bay culture. It's got most of the people who are there are from, you know, other places like 510, Oakland, any those areas. But you know, it's kind of got its own culture now. It's it's the Valley. So. Yeah. But yeah. um from out there, moved to Vegas not that long ago. So growing up, what was your what were your hobbies? What were the things you did? I was a hooper, man. Like for the most part, basketball was my main bread and butter because I, you know, I played college ball, I played D two ball. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so my childhood was mostly sports, you know, oriented. Travel leagues. You did. You went. Uh, you guys travel all across Southern California or Northern. Northern California, but yeah, SoCal too. I mean, we played out there. Yeah, yeah. Did you cross over the states? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because when you play AAU, at least in high school, when you play AAU, we, we definitely traveled to a few. It was mostly West Coast. Um, I know I traveled for camps and different things like that. Like, yeah, I was gonna say personally. I only asked because I I only stayed really in the state of California to yeah. do most of my sports. I traveled sports for stuff. like showcases, you know. For the most part, when it was traveling, it was like to get seen by yeah, like bigger. Like I used to come to Vegas to hoop. Yeah, for people who don't know, like sports. Growing up, like sports is really a religion. It's, it's like a real lifestyle, um, and there's a, a lot of moving pieces that go into getting freaking getting a scholarship, getting a, a position on a team. Like you can, it can be as as far down as. Uh, those AAU teams like trying to get on a team you have to know somebody you have to be like you have to have some type of uh, skill or rep be reputable so I, w- I just wanted to make that make that clear for sure and now um, so you're from the Bay uh, did you did you live in the Bay your whole time growing up I moved a lot actually because my parents are in the military so you know like I said the Bay was where I was raised but man I lived in Germany bro I lived in Maryland I've lived in, swear to God, I lived in Heidelberg. Like, this is when I was little, little, though. You know, I just only know, I only have memories from the pictures and, like, the stories, but I was so young. But my parents are both in the military, so we was in, like, we lived in Baltimore for a little bit. You know, obviously Maryland, but um, 
all over. Like, wherever the barracks were at the time, when they would be moving, you know, I lived all over. I was a, like a barrack baby, basically. Baby, that's why. That's why I got the dog tags, bro. I got the tag. Oh, yeah, so my mom, uh, her dad was in the Navy. She, she knew a little bit of German uh, yeah. when she was growing up, but I don't know. My brother's actually in the Air Force right now. He he just left Germany. He's in Korea right now. And then next year, he's going to be in uh, Italy. So that's when I'm going to take my, my start traveling the world, my endeavors. I'm going to uh, meet him out there. <laughs> Italy, bro. Bro, Italy is going to be the move. I don't know I gotta what's go in I've Italy. Been, you ever been? Never. No. Yeah, I went on a little tour for my 19th birthday. Uh, I, I think I remember you told me a little bit. It was real good. You went uh, for what seven days? Yeah, we was out there. I think it was a little over seven days. It was like two weeks, and but we were in different places for a different amount of time, like because you know Italy is it's not it's a it's a bunch of places. Yeah. So I mean, I know you a straight hustler. Like, what were some things that happened that like during your childhood that made you realize like hmm, I need to get it for my <clears throat> for my own? Because like shit. I've learned so much from you when it just comes to this business stuff and being young in business and then like starting off where to start, how to, how to get into, uh, like just some like tips and tricks and stuff that you would definitely put me on to. So I just want to know, like, where did that shit stem from? I mean, to be honest, a lot of it is just from being around people who are also like that as a kid. Like my dad, he was an entrepreneur. I mean, he worked at Google and at the Sandia Lab, which is also, you know, in the Valley area. People out there know where it is. Like a lot of people from those places end up working at like Google's or Yahoo's or other like laboratories. So I was always surrounded by, you know, really strong minded people being hanging out with my dad as a kid. Mm -hmm. So that kind of just already put me in the mentality from a young age to just work hard. Like, yeah, like these people are smart. But they smart for a reason because, you know, when you're you see advertisements and you see certain like greetings and stuff about these people. But until you are really around them all the time, you don't know that ethic that they have. Like you see a guy in a lab really just like it's four o'clock in the morning and you're not even sure why you're up and you're a kid and you're seeing this guy. and he, you, He's acting like it's like 12 in the day. Mm-hmm. Active. Just grinding. Like, <laughs> Active. So you see that as a kid and, and it. It makes you feel like it's that that's what was normal for me mm-hmm. is seeing that kind of ethic like my dad being up on the phone at like 3 a.m or like you know him waking me up to go practice and it's normal for him and it's early and i'm thinking like okay well all my friends will say this is weird yeah, like, you sleep, like you and you walking up sleep sleep like, yeah i'm thinking he's tripping you know but over time that became so normal for me that now in my older age it's weird for me to not put in the work and expect to see something like people right. are like, well, bro, like, right. you know, it should come to you, but no, it's not, it, it shouldn't. Like if you're not putting in the work, it's, it's not going to come to you. Like, so that's kind of what it's always been embedded in my head. I've seen it like this dude works at this place, but I saw him at 3am like grinding. He's not even enjoying it. Mm-hmm. He's working. Like he's not even realizing he in this lab. Like I'm looking up to him, but he's grinding. Right. Right. Okay. So growing up it was basketball through throughout your uh elementary junior uh junior uh your middle school years and then what what happened once you got into high school and uh going into college so high school was that like 
high school was still, like I said, mostly basketball. I was studying computers because my dad was still, you know, actively in that community, the computer and like sales and just that whole tech field. So I was already training to like work at Google and like study computer science on the side. Like freshman year type? Yeah, like I was in AP courses. My whole course load was slated so that when I interviewed at Google, when I graduated, dang. it was like a shoe-in. Oh, dang. Okay. So you was already preparing for your future. Was that something that you and your dad talked about? or was it, was, it, like- it was it was mostly my dad, bro. Like, I'm going to be so real with you. It, it was like, I can sit here and tell you, oh, yeah, it was always my motivation. But no, as a kid, you're not thinking about that. You're not right. thinking like the... The later on, yeah, what like can really when you be can, the job offerings you're gonna get. I'm just thinking like when my dad told me to study, take computer classes and take calculus. I mean, I took calc like I think my sophomore year. Oh dang, that's early. Yeah, like I, I started take... the algebra courses, but my parents wanted me to to start at like geometry or something like that, which was like tenth uh, grade or ninth grade. But it was earlier, like when I was in my. my Did your school have something to say about that? Or like your parents wanting to want to put you in different classes well i mean or they, you're it? allowed to and because i went to a public school too like it wasn't like so you, you guys were like, able to get you kind of finesse the system yeah. like uh i know we know it's a 10th grade class or and it's testing based too i mean like because even to get in some of those courses you have to have prior courses okay so yeah. if you if you're showing that you're already proficient in this stuff like when i take the little pre-algebra mm-hmm test like the final test that they give you if I, I pass that so that's why they put me in geometry like in freshman year okay because yeah. before I got to my high school I took those like prereq tests yeah. that'll get you slotted so I can skip the classes and then I just pass them. okay yeah because the only reason why I asked because I took algebra my freshman year and geometry yeah. my sophomore year yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I think I got into calculus my junior year and then or pre-cal and then calculus. Yeah, yeah I so, skipped a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, I know there was kids that were skipping classes, and I always kind of wondered, like, hmm, like, yeah. what are they doing different than I'm not doing? So that's definitely some good insight. Um, so high school, were you uh, like a 3.0, 3.5, you 4.0 type, um, of, type of student? I mean, now it's going to make it sound like I'm hella bragging, but no, I was 3.8 and above, like, my entire freshman year all the way to high school all the way to um, graduation <clears throat> I think I graduated with like a I had graduated with 4.0 and then I had a 4.1 my junior year because in the AP classes when you get A's in yeah. the AP courses you get above a 4.0 yeah yeah so I was like I'm trying to do that like <laughs> if I can get that even one semester like on one report card it says like 4.2 and I send that to a place I can go wherever I want that's what facts, I was thinking facts so my whole mindset was just like I need to have at least one report card with a four with above a four oh yeah so they can be like wow yeah and then it, it makes your average look good too like my average GPA was like three nine something okay you your cumulative I mean? yeah I, my cumulative I ended up with a 3.3 so yeah, it's like hella, hella average. But above a three, bro, is still it's still a, good. A high percentile. Yeah, facts. That you is. know what I mean? That really is. That's what I realized when I went to a big D one, and I didn't go to a big D one until like later on too. And you start to realize like how many of these people are just average. Right. Okay. So, out of high school, did you get a scholarship? To yeah. Go? Where'd you go? Where'd you get a scholarship? To? University of Alaska Anchorage, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah. talked about a couple of these stories. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. So your experience in Alaska as a whole, how long were you there? I was at Alaska two and a half years before I transferred out. From as eighteen year old <clears throat> when I transferred, when, or when I went from yeah from high school. Yeah, a true freshman, straight true out of freshman, right yeah. when I graduated. 
like I had already signed before I graduated. I, I signed and did my unofficial visit and everything before the school year was over. So I had already went to Alaska and like was you know talking yeah, to yeah, coaches yeah. and meeting them like you said in the practice. The, the, it, like, if you were asking, it, it's suit, the normal like, thing. You go through, like, <laughs> did you do the little signing at the with your high school? The little thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you Google it, you can see where I was like. <laughs> you have the little picture and the thing is at my school i signed with all women like i was the only uh, dude that signed my my graduating class yeah, at my school okay. so they like overhyped it it was like only male athlete from kimball to sign and i was like it really wasn't that big of a deal because like, and then you in my head i was like i'm only going d2 like my whole everyone when you're playing you're like oh, d1 d1, 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 d1 and that's facts. the thing that screws a lot of players too Shit screwed me. Yeah, because bro, yeah, when D1. I played, the first thing I noticed was the competition is not any less than the D one. If anything, you're playing D ones at a D two, and I don't want to get too deep into segue into that, but that that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing, bro. At that level, everyone's good, so it's not like if you're listening to this and you think about going D two and you go like if you're getting low level D one offers and high D two offers, take the high D two because you're gonna end up playing a, a low level D one and probably win. Dang. You know what I mean? You play them in preseason. So Yeah, just to scrimmage just to yeah. see where you rank. It gets them ready for their season, but sometimes you they, you be in close games with some D ones. So really when you think about it, it's just a matter of you didn't get that proper look. Right. Right. But right. you're not any less of a talent of an athlete. That's real. That's real. <clears throat> Especially being from Southern California and in playing the teams that I've played and some of the players that are in the NFL now mm-hmm. that I played against, it's crazy to see how uh, how that transpires. Like, yeah, and there's some pros from lower level schools. I mean, yeah, there's some pros that have played deep, especially football. You know what I mean? There's a lot of like NAIA or like JUCO players that just ended up, you know, really being on their grind and getting a chance. Right. Yeah, facts. So I mean, it's like a, it's the person. Man. It don't matter. So going through college. How were you a hustler in college? What was your, what, were, what were you like in in going walking around the uh, the school campus? Well, I mean, it was super. Fo- it was a super focused mentality for most of my co- like college was stressful for me because I was a student athlete, and I, not a lot of people get to experience. Well, I've seen I've seen a lot of homies from UNLV chilling, right? Chilling, chilling. Right. There's there's as student there's student moments athletes. when you're definitely chilling, and there's moments when you're definitely like giving an advantage because you're a student athlete but that's one side of it you know the other side is dealing with the fact that you know you have to deal with politics now as a student athlete because you're involved in you know a group of people that are being looked at a lot closer than just a general student populace right so while you are chilling everyone notices that you're chilling just like you said right now they just be chilling you wouldn't you the fact that you notice that you know it says something because to them, they're just chilling. But now they're not thinking about the fact that all the students are watching them. You know what I mean? All the all the staff knows who you are. Yeah. So walking across campus, I'm just being myself. But, you know, I have a game tonight. People know I had a game, you know, last uh, on right. Wednesday. And people saw my face on the thing or whatever. They saw that I'm a freshman. You're you're known. So that it's a different feeling when you're walking around. You okay. know, you're doing what you're going to do. But, okay, you had a bad, you, had, you, got a, you did a bad thing in class or something. Everyone knows. Mm. Like, I used to be in class with one of my teammates, and you know, you'd be messing around sometimes, and maybe you get in trouble. Everyone finds out somehow. Like, oh, I heard you and Jackson got in trouble in English class. Like, well, how did you even know like, that? You're what? not even in my class. Like, 
and then oh, it's like you so so like so so it's so. like you think you're transitioning out of like that high school shit where it's like <laughs> you, you don't know <laughs> it's none of that drama right. and but, if you're not a cocky person you're just assuming nobody cares about who i am like, yeah <laughs> i got practice tonight or whatever but no no who cares like, nobody cares nobody's gonna know until you walk around and the people are like asking you if you're that new freshman on the team right because they're fans of the team you know what I mean? You start to understand that 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 culture. Like it's it's not the same. Like now you have a you have a pride to uphold. That's not even it doesn't even have to do with you. It's like the team, okay. the school. You know what I mean? It's like people look at you like, oh, you're the pride of UAA. You're a sea wolf. Like we were the sea wolves. So like you're a sea wolf. Like you gotta carry that with pride. And that was one of the things I had the toughest time like accepting. Dang. It was just not really about me. Like yeah, playing a role was like harder for me. I'm the point guard at University of I'm not Devontae. I'm like, <laughs> like the, the, I'm the freshman point guard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm the backup point on guard. A, on the grand scheme of like that's how, history kind right. of like And that's how people are seeing it. Like yeah. you gotta think about when you go like when we do have our performances, because that's what it is, it's a performance. Like people come into the stadium. We had an arena. You know, when you get to that next level, you realize like, this is like entertainment. Like I'm just a I'm just a character mm-hmm. in a show. I have a job to do when I get out there, but the people as the support is what's like bringing life to this whole situation you know what i mean and i didn't really understand that until because when i played high school it wasn't i mean we had big games but it wasn't no like like i played byu and it was like massive dang you know what i mean and it's like you're getting televised you hear your name like echoing when you're getting announced like you're just like walking in and you're like forgetting you're even playing you're just <laughs> Seeing people way up here, way Dang. out there, you know what I mean? It's like a different, it's yeah. not the same. Bro. Like, and a lot of people can talk about it and say whatever they want to say, but until you've experienced it and like felt it in your chest and you're, you felt it emotionally, right. you, I can't Because really I know that that feeling walking onto a big stage <clears> like that, it kind of like takes over your whole body. You can feel it's it. It's a spiritual through, thing. Yeah, it's man. like you feel it through your whole body. You kind of just go up. And, yeah, and you, then you hope some music's man. on so you yeah. can really feel like a vibe or something. You feel it though; it's like heavy. <laughs> it's like a pressure on your on your chest. You see, you hear the atmosphere, all yeah. these people in one spot. You're just like, and you hear it, and you're just like, man, I got to play. Oh, right that's now. wild. That's you know wild. I, mean? I got to play. We're about to play BYU. You okay, know, this is a D1. This is a big team. Like we're about to really play. And you know, I'm a freshman at this time, so obviously my role in the team wasn't big coming in. They had a point guard. I'm a guard. You're always competing as a point guard. Yeah. So, but the pressure is still on me individually. Like, okay, when I get in, like, I still gotta like hold my weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this kid who just finished school in the valley. Like, you know, I'm just like I was a local superstar, but that's nothing compared to like this guy who went down the court with me was like his top recruit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The country. And I'm just like walking, running. I got a guard. You know what I mean? You have to mentally. It's a lot of mental like hula hoops, man. It's just like Damn. every time you do something every day it's another like mental thing like you play BYU but then tomorrow it's like okay tomorrow we play UOP and you play them then next day you got Mississippi State like it's not uh, it's different than like playing regular because yeah. every single day you have to compete bro it's like mentally exhausting yeah. And then you watch and you see a And then if you have a bad game, bro, that's that might take a toll on you. It's like, oh. And then you have to go to class, though. Like, you know, people aren't, aren't like I said, I'm a student athlete. Mm. You still have to go to school and socialize. Yeah. So you say you have, like you said, say you have a bad game. You know, you go scoreless. You got to go to class. What if there's people in there who watch the game? Facts. They look at you like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. and you have to live with that. Yeah. Like, and then you have a good game and everybody knows. Like, when I scored my first points as a freshman, I heard, I like, we it was a party. Like, it felt like I was, like, somebody. Like, and I only yeah. had nine points, bro. I was, but it was my first points. Yeah, bro, you had nine points today, huh? Bro. Like, dang, 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 bro, dang. I was there. I saw, bro, I had a poster. I was there. And he's just like, the I don't know this dude. <laughs> he's like one of the little fraternity guy, whatever. They just, they're fans. And we're fans, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a yeah. difference, it's the same thing. Yeah, that's why. But that's you, you realize it later. It's like, you can't, you can't predict what you're going to feel until you're You know what's crazy? My call, I want, that's the college experience that I was looking to have going into college. And the way that my life ended up playing out after after high school, uh, once I didn't receive a scholarship, and which I had some D two um, type looks, but I didn't pursue them because my mind was too set on that D one yeah. school. Like I went on too many little tours and like try to finagle my way into so many different teams and so many coaches' ears. I went to so many camps that I was so stuck on that D1 offer that anything else didn't look appealing to me, right? And so once I got to UNLV and seeing the school, I stayed in the dorms and just felt like the school wasn't, like it didn't have enough school spirit. Like I felt like there wasn't enough going on to get the students engaged. Like they say UNLV is the most diverse, but it's also a, a humongous commuter school. So like everybody drives on, like they have a hundred and, 50,000 students or something and 80% drives to the school. Nah, and the thing is, like, Alaska, too, like I said, I went to a D2, so while the culture is big, you felt it for the most part when you left the school. Really? You know what I mean? Like, you felt that the, the size of it, the scale of it when you hit another school and you were like, okay, wow, I'm really all the way over here in another arena full of people who I've never seen who know who I am from mm-hmm. a screen mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and they like he's a shooter like they know details and you're like you know you're in iowa and you're like bro i don't even he's a shooter you know what i mean yeah like, it's like you realize crazy. this stuff when you leave because you come back and you're comfortable you're in your comfort zone and you're like seeing people you know the homies you're at the game and it's people you know in the crowd it hits you when you leave and it's seven thousand random faces you ain't never seen and it's not someplace you know yeah. Like you're in Minnesota, we went to um, Montana to play Idaho. They know little details about you, and that, yeah. that's crazy. And, and, that's... and it gets to you, and you're like, you have to remember that you're you're an athlete in a game. Like when we watch sports, you watch LeBron, you watch Kobe. Like they're just a part of a, a, a bigger a bigger thing, you know. R.I.P. Kobe, but that's people look at it like he's a piece on a, in a bigger in a game. Yeah. Like he's gonna do this, he's gonna play this. We're not yeah. thinking about him as a human being, as a person, as a person emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm screaming, he a shooter. He's gonna go to his left. He's gonna cross left. He's gonna go under his legs. Like these, you're screaming that at me. You're like telling me what I'm about to do. You're, it, it gets to your head. You're like, damn. And they watch me more than I watch myself. Facts. That's you know? crazy to think about. And I'm nobody. I'm an 18 year old. Like, yeah. I just graduated. I don't even know. I didn't even realize my tendencies. Damn. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get thrown out into the. The big ocean, like ASAP. Yeah, and I don't say that because it's like people are. It's all eyes on you. You are a significant piece of the of the bigger whole at that at that point. Like once you get up to a next level. Yeah. 
Wow. And I realized that the first time, well, first time I really realized that big was when I went, when I played at BYU. <clears throat> and you hear that, he's a freshman. What? <laughs> and you hear that as soon as you check in and you're sitting here about, you know, you have that, your knee down, you're about to check in. And they, and well, they announced it too. And they say, freshman point guard, number 20, check in. Vontae Bryce. He's a freshman. <laughs> because it's such a huge, like, yeah, culture. Yeah. That yeah. they just see you as like he's a freshman, so everybody changes. But you're one person, bro, on the, yeah. on the floor, and you're just like ten thousand. Why are you saying like, this about me? Yeah, <laughs> so you're sitting here like <laughs> trying to like ignore it. You're like, but you're like shaking, you're, like, shaking. Like yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you kind of have to just you know you play it off, and that's why they they call pros pros because they. Damn. they learn to be in that moment and just embrace it and just and play just well embrace it. wow yeah they nice. don't even notice oh wow but when this you're 18 you just got there you know that's why it's so impressive when you see these young kids playing in, in the nba and doing well because it's like that's it's way harder and us true athletes let you know mm-hmm. how hard that is yeah yeah yeah, do, yeah you know yeah i've definitely played some some very high level football in high school at least we played no, on tv level. games and stuff for like yeah. but at college level and then also going into the pros, I feel like they both get get crazier. And just at, it's like a much bigger pond. What's more political at the next level? So I learned too. Yeah. Okay. So, so you had no time to even be a hustler. Um, <laughs> and that this show is not always going to be about like going for the money and doing this and doing that. He was definitely in his bag, but you could tell his bag was focused on being the best player that he could possibly be on for his team because it wasn't about him anymore. Once, like, in high school, you can kind of be that superstar. You can have that personality because maybe two guys out of the whole team have a very vibrant personality or, like, you feel me? Or, like, uh, once you get to the next level and everybody's level, good. Yeah, high school, bro. it's also not as significant. Right. You know what I mean? Think about college sports. You can bet on college sports. Yeah, people. You know what I mean? People you can there. watch college sports on television. <laughs> people can, take college sports It's serious. a lot more serious. Even at the D2 level. And that's what I had to learn. Like, And that's what people need to realize. It's not about being D1 and playing for Duke or Kentucky. Because they're going to play you at some... You you play big as a D2. Especially if you're a good D2. You have the same... It feels the same. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same experience. And you can go play pro too. Like a lot of people go D two and they play overseas, they play here and there. And so did you get a did you get a scholarship? Yeah, it was a full run. I got a partial, partial, partial. And was and that worth it? So I didn't even get to really reap the benefits, and that's a whole another thing that like could be a, a whole another conversation. Is a lot. I learned a lot about the politics behind the finances of a, being an athlete. Okay. Because you know what I mean, and you know, getting a scholarship at one place doesn't necessarily mean it'll transfer over to yeah. another school. You know what I mean? You might right. have to get a new scholarship or what you call walk on, mm-hmm. where you're just playing with no scholarship with hopes of, you know, getting a scholarship. Right. Which is <clears throat> all money that might have to be coming out of your pockets if right. you're not. And that's, you know, a lot of people, you know, that's what a lot of people do, even at the D1 level. There's a lot of those players who you see on the bench. Those are probably players who have paid their way onto the team. You know, their parents may have been students or whatever the case may be. They know the coach or something. So their way of making the team is having some kind of skill and being able to pay their way through school and pay for their way on the team. Yeah. There's a whole nother side of that that I learned about too. <clears throat> you see players that, like as a freshman, I, you see new players every year. 
because there's a recruiting class and then there's people to transfer. You know, you go to the transfer portal. If you plan on leaving, it's a whole announcement. You're like publicized that you're going to leave. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Everything is so blown out of proportion when it comes to the NCAA, bro. It's so many things. Yeah, man. That shit outside is, of the sport. It's wild. Yeah. Honestly, and I had to do my own research. Like, I was emailing my own coaches. Like, I was doing all that kind of by myself. Like, trust me. I, I, you feel me? My dad went through the process. And it was a regular, uh, probably like, over 10,000 emails. Emails, bro. Just, just trying to get seen by somebody. <laughs> Transferring right. out was one of the most stressful processes I've ever been doing. Yeah, I mean, then you had so okay. So you were at Alaska, and then you had to tran. Then you decided to transfer. You transferred to University of Oregon. No, I transferred to a JUCO. Okay. So I played. I went through a, a round of JUCO ball too, which is a whole other experience in itself too, that people sleep on as well. Because there's a lot of a lot of big talent that comes from the JUCO ranks. And so me, my whole thing was I, I just wanted to hoop. Like my mindset was about hooping. Yeah, do it as long as you possibly can until you can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, and, and and reaping the benefits from my talents, which was you know go to school and get a free education, and then be able to do whatever you want to do from there. It was just a tool. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So um, we're gonna wrap it up really quick. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back. This is Adam Stay Woke, and you're listening to It's Bag Season, the podcast. All right, and we're back from our break. It's Adam Stay Woke, and you guys are listening to It's Bag Season, the podcast. I'm sitting here with Devontae, and we are getting through our story. Uh, We asked him a little bit about his background. Um, Just to to reiterate, he is from the Bay. Um, How old are you? Are you 25 now? 25, yes. 25 years old? Uh, He's a straight, one of the most... uh, He's a straight hustler out of Las Vegas right now. And, well, pretty much we're about to get into um, finishing off uh, the point where we were talking about how your college experience and from you growing up playing basketball and being so involved with that and seeing the difference between one level to the next. And you know what I mean? Like, you really don't know what's on the other side until you get there. And I feel like me and you have two different uh, college experiences, but we kind of grew up the same. I I grew up playing a whole bunch of football, going to camps across Southern California, doing everything that I needed to do to uh, get a, a scholarship. And I didn't take the D2 route. I did not feel like that was where I needed to be. And I feel like, that's kind of uh, um, something that I'm learning from as well. But on the other end, you were able to take that scholarship and take your talents to the next level, and it took you, and it led you down a path of uh, a whole different college experience. Right. So it's it's really dope to see the two different dynamics of um, how life can be on two different levels, two different playing fields. Uh, but the same grind, if that makes sense. Um, so I now want to get into some of the things that we, how we met. Okay. I, I want to talk about how we met. Yeah. Um, and so I think 
I first started seeing your stuff pop up in Vegas because at the time where I met you, I was staying up in Summerlin. Um, I was throwing events mostly with uh, for my brand. It was bag season. I was I was working with Nico a lot. Yeah, I was partnering with. I him. remember. So when bag season, my company started, we actually were a team. We were a group of guys, and once we had a couple of situations where uh, guys weren't seeing things the the right way or the same the same way, and then uh, we had ended up investing into a party and the party didn't fall out like it didn't it didn't happen how we wanted to happen and uh so people the guys kind of kind of just like dropped the whole idea of bag season and unity and and the reasons why we really were doing it and i didn't honestly i started going more into it honestly i started i started printing more uh more shirts and getting people uh in some of the clothing i was shipping out a bunch of stuff and trying to get into influencer marketing. I was learning the business, the ground roots. Yeah. So getting my feet wet, trying everything. And so about a year in is when I met you. I was like, okay, I, I need a rebranding for my for my brand. Like my brand's cool right now, but I'm not always gonna be throwing events and parties and stuff. So I kinda wanna start getting my my brand established and i seen that you what what stood out about your brand was that you had a location tag on instagram yeah. the filet mignon uh yeah, the, studio. the studios <laughs> I was, bro i was mind blown i was like hold on bro this is the first young dude that i see with something more established than i have in, right. in a business like when i started my loc i was probably one of the one of the youngest guys with an LLC in my in my uh, surroundings, from what I know. Uh, but I just thought that was so crazy that you had a whole studio and you were kind of running a small business and you were also a black owned small business. So that was also something that gravitated me toward you. And so you had something that my brand needed straight from your Instagram page. I'm like, okay, he does digital marketing. like. Oh, this is perfect. Like, let me hit this dude up because I'm really trying to meet with him. And what also stood out to me was he's like, yeah, we can meet this, that, and the third. Um, but I'm going to have to charge you $40 because I got I got a couple of meetings, like, for consultations. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to pay me. I'm like, okay. Like, low-key, like, I want to charge people for my time, too. No, like, bro, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. I do remember that. It's <laughs> funny because I'm gonna pay you. I had such an aggressive mindset when I met you. Not that I don't know, yeah, but yeah. like, I didn't know anybody when I first met you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you go into a new territory, you kind of like, trying to like hold your own, yeah. like set a tone. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, that's, that's. I'm, I've moved a lot. That's fair. And, you know, I've learned that it's, it's a very important that when you first make a first impression, you have to set the tone like right away. Like, yeah, so we know what, the, you about what the right fuck away. is going on. Like, you can lax later, like let them know, you know, your other side, you know, your friendlier side. And, you know the funny side whatever yeah but i think it's it's super crucial and i think a lot of people mess that up is that first impression when you're in a new place new environment you're meeting new people because sometimes you can never get that back like you meet a person for the first time if they feel like everything you're going to do is going to be free and like mm -hmm. you're just that kind of guy like oh he gonna hook me up no matter what they'll never forget you for that yeah you'll always be known as the hookup guy and yeah. that's just 
yo, like I first moved here and I didn't want to be known as like, oh yeah, this guy, he just moved here, but he moved to New York. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely respected that big facts. Like, and I, and at the time I was reading a lot of books too. And I'm like, to do business, like to take, for people to take you serious, they're low key. Sometimes there has to be money involved. Like Mm -hmm. no one, no one's going to sit there and just give you the, like, I'm not there. There is times where you'll, you'll be blessed with that. But I feel like you were able to set the tone and I was able to see real was able to recognize real at the time. And it was, it was perfect. You didn't take it personal. Yeah. I didn't take it personal. It was like, okay, $40. That's not bad. I'm a, I'm going to talk to him for about two hours and get as much information as I possibly can to, so that I either help him or he either helps me. However we work it out, I'll pay him for his time. And so we were able to sit down and we banged out like three different ideas that we could do in like the next day. That's at the time. Like that shit was like, okay, I can see you're serious and you can see that I'm serious. I can't, I come serious wherever I go when it comes to my stuff. Just to let y'all know. I'm like... So seeing that from him was like, okay, bet. Like this is yeah. one person that I resonate with out here in Vegas. At the time I've been here for three years now, almost like two or three years. And I'm like, but I don't really I always had the I had the preconceived notion that people that live here that were from here in Vegas were weird. Like I'm yeah. like they they be on some shit that like I don't I don't be on. Like right. so I just was like, okay, bet Devonte is a good dude. Like I could, I could see myself doing more business with him and what he has to offer. I'm willing to pay for it. And so boom, we started a very solid relationship from an exchange of currency and information. And we were able to sit down and actually put something on, on paper. Like we both in that meeting were like, oh yeah, let's write this down so that we can actually like move, move on with it like let's let's actually get this going and i think our first idea was uh it was almost like a podcast series it was it was going to be like a, a a youtube um are you talking about the mini docs it wasn't even going to be the mini docs it was going to be like one? the chip the uh bag season the chip uh oh, the chip yeah, idea yeah, yeah, it was yeah, secured yeah. a bag yeah was it a podcast what was it it was just going to be a little youtube series that one where we're going to bring people in they're going to like talk about their favorite bag of chips and yeah and we also, I also wanted to do like an interview style type of uh, ask some questions about like. We did the first episode. It was supposed to be the security it bag. Born, it was like, born, the the uh, mini doc series, if y'all don't know, was born in this house where we're recording this, this <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. at right now. Oh, God. So, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of history in the making. Yeah. Facts. The, the mini doc series, bro. I thought that was the most beautiful thing that has and it's evolved. Still, and it's, it's in its infancy right now. Yeah. It's still, it was still, that was a prototype run. Remember I told you that was just like, I want to see what this can be. It was never like meant to be like a, a certified thing. It was always just experimental for me. And that, and I, and I was still new when I started it. Mm-hmm. I still had just moved here when I started it. So it was a yeah. kind of a fake way for me to network fast too. Yeah. Because that got me known very fast the, the mini docs got me around in a few months versus like yeah and it kind of sets you up for 2020 those yeah. mini docs set yeah. you up for 2020 100% I didn't do nothing but mini docs for a little while as far as projects and I did a lot of I did the first few episodes for free mm-hmm. just because I knew I needed to meet people and I needed to meet certain people and one thing I, if, that I'm good at that I realized that I was good at is you know communication and like uh, relationship building 
because I moved so much being, you know, a military baby that I always had new friends. Right. I never really had longtime friends until I finally settled down when I moved to, to Cali. Okay. Which was when I was a little, you know, a little older. Not old, old, but, you know. Like middle school. Like middle, exactly. Middle school at, at times. But <clears throat> I, I learned quickly that it's very important to establish yourself first and, and then establish your relationships in wherever you are. Which is why I got that office. Which is right. why I had all these different things. Because so, right. I was doing, I was setting all these things up before I ever even reached out to anybody that I was in Vegas. Like, so I was here already. That's freaking genius. Just no one knew me. I would go Free home game. at night, sleep alone. Didn't really. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. But I was setting stuff up. Me and my dad used to go back and forth from Cali to Vegas, just like moving my stuff, finding those the property that we ended up getting, and you know me setting up the Flaming Out Studios there along with. His stuff too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was a process that I was planning for before I even So started. pretty much what we're talking about is he rented out a office space that had a garage in the back with his pops. And it was like you guys were kind of splitting half on rent, right? You were yeah. at least helping. Yeah. So. Honestly, most of my profit went to the to the rent. Like I didn't really see money in my pocket because you know, my dad was supporting me for the most part, but our relationship is, you know, not what you think where people's parents, like, they pay for everything. It was more so, like, my dad covered me, mm-hmm. but the bread I made went back into the family. Because you you need to hold your own. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, if, say if, like, we, we help each other out. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah, push yeah. and pull. Like, he might be short. I have an extra two bands that I made that I didn't have to spend because he covered me mm-hmm. on rent or something. Okay. But it's not like I didn't have it. Okay. okay. No, he's just my. That's just how he is. If he can take care, I'm his. I'm his son. So if he can mm-hmm. take care of me, even if I have the money, it's in his nature just to be like, just hold on to it. I'm gonna pay it. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna take care of it. Yeah. Okay. That's but crazy. If I, I don't have, have the it, same same type of relationship with my pops. I've never yeah. really talked about it like that. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Because I don't. I don't expect nothing from him. But he. He cares about me. He ain't no like he's gonna take care of me if he's got it. Yeah. If if it's up to him, I'll never have to pay rent. But I want to, and like I want to be ready so that if he doesn't have it, I have yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not gonna rely on him. And yeah. there's been plenty of times when sometimes he didn't have rent for his spot and my spot, and I had it because I didn't have to pay nothing for. But I was I was still hustling. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was relaxing like. Oh, Nah, I work every day like I still had the pay rent. Let me pay my rent. Like, let me let me chill. Let me chill. I ain't gotta work this month. Nah, I was thinking like he could be gone tomorrow, and I don't know where the money's at. Yeah, he got the money, but I ain't seen it. So at the end of the day, it's it's a mindset. Right. It's always it's, always, it's a mindset for sure. Always. Okay, so so our first actual project together was was it the revamp of the bag season logos. It was the rebranding. It? it was the rebranding, right? Because remember, it I was met the website. You, it was like the... shortly after that that concert. That concert was like the first. Just so people know, there was a we had or you put together like a, a blue face. Yeah, thing. the blue face concert downtown. Yeah, blue Ta- blue face's first time coming to uh, to Vegas. His first performance and that shit was crazy. And that was my first viral video that I shot here. I moved here. That was the first one that was doing numbers everywhere. And that's kind of what got me on the map. I wouldn't say it's what got me known, but it's definitely what got people to understand got that I was here. For sure. Like, I moved here. Yeah, like, because least, there's, I feel like there's a certain level of, of players in, in Las Vegas, too. Like, uh, there's kind of levels to it. Yeah, there's levels to it all. And I think you were able to definitely set your 
set the tone like how you were saying like with your first couple of videos that went went on went online here in the vegas circuit like people were seeing them like the people that needed to see them and that were relevant seen them you feel me so like that's i think that is this is awesome some very good insight for someone who is going into a new space that they don't really know the terrain there's certain things that you can do to to make sure that one you are you need to be established like you need to have something to bring to the table if you are going to look to do business with anybody in a new space in a new state if you're just even looking to uh rebrand yourself in the space that you are you need to make sure that yourself is you're established first so that you aren't uh working backwards right and you gotta take your time because it, it wasn't like like i said it was a process of me getting set up to live here like i knew i was gonna be moving well before i moved obviously you know what i mean like you know when you're, you're getting ready to transition so my mindset wasn't let me go into this place naked like I mean, I'm just going to, you know, some people, I'm in the moment. Let's just, when I move, I'm going to move. And then I'm going to figure out. That, that wasn't my mindset. My mindset was, let me go there while nobody knows me. Because people, that's such an advantage to have no one know you in a city. Yeah, that's facts. Because you can go around and figure stuff out without any, you know, That's exactly why I had so much success and why I was able to do what I did when I came out here. Because it was just me and my dad. My dad knew a bunch of people because my dad's been in the city over a decade. But it's not the same people. It's not my peers. It's, it's, I never saw anybody who I ended up meeting when I got here, when I, when I started to actually network. Right. Because, I, like I said, I was here. I was here in Vegas. I was in the in the places everybody else was, but nobody nobody recognized my face because I never, I didn't reach out to no one. I was just here, and the only person who I really hung out with my pops and his people. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think your situation is dope because the Filet brand grew the name, and Devontae didn't. Right. Like you were able right. to come out here and be a and solely be a company, uh, and you told me when you first started your company, you were you were pretty much going into business as multiple people, and you're just, mm-hmm. you're just one person. Yeah, that's 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 what that's a good thing to touch on too because you know I didn't I didn't even present myself as myself. Not that I was lying or catfishing or nothing like that, but it was more of the lines of. I wanted the respect of a company before you met me. Okay. <coughs> because I wanted to be treated differently. I didn't want to be treated like the homie. Because, you know, people are friendly and I love it. And, you know, people here, the one thing that people do get wrong about Vegas is the, the friendliness. There is a lot of friendly people here at first. At first. Okay. You know, people are welcoming. It's easy to make new friends and you meet a lot of people. It's, it's not that. It's just, a, is it going to develop over time is the thing that's questionable out here in Vegas. So with me, it was more so with a relationship, you know, the one thing that's the most important in growth of a business relationship, you know, romantic, it's the respect. Yeah. If there's no respect, there's no growth. You know what I mean? And I knew that if you're going to meet me and maybe even if you did hit me up and say you wanted to meet me or whatever, there's still like a level of respect that I want to have from the jump. Because I have respect for you. Right. And I want you to have respect for me too. Right. I don't want you to kind of like, oh yeah, I'm the shit. I'm just gonna go to this dude warehouse and I'm gonna tell him what to do. Because right. if you let people do that, that's exactly what they'll do, and they'll come to your spot and try to make it their spot. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no. First, you gotta pay to get here, because that's gonna let me know if you're serious. If you don't want to pay to play, you ain't really a player. You don't want to play. 
It just you, appeared. Yes, just, sir. Just and I understood that concept. Like, and I, it's crazy. I think I had read something uh, right before meeting you. I can't, I can't give you guys exactly what book it was and uh, what it, but I'd be having really random ass uh, synchronicities happen to me like that. Like, I was just reading something about um, you need to pay to play, like something along those lines. And, and then uh, it, I came across it in my everyday life where I had to make the decision like, oh, well, am I going to feel some type of way because he's trying to charge me to. And then here's to, the thing, too. Like, like there's there's a, and there's and I want everybody to understand this, too. It's not about me just charging you just to make bread. I knew I could help you. Right. That's okay. why I charged you. Because I, when I was, I, it's not like I came into a blind, like, oh, you just hit me up. I'm sitting here chilling, just random dude. I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. I just didn't let you know I knew who you were. You know, I'll just play the game. You know what I mean? It's not right. like I tried to play you, but it was more like, okay, I want to learn who he is truly. I don't want to, like, meet a fake version. So let me see what, let me, let me, like, do it. Let me test, let me do something weird, like char- charging or something. Okay. Just to see. I get that perspective, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to see what he's going to say. Because I would have had a counter even if you got mad. I would have been like, oh, well, I then you just pull up. I would have probably let you come for free. But the fact that you paid, it showed me that you really about it. And I'm going to give you your value. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure you leave here with something. Because right. you showed me that you're serious. And I'm going to make sure that I'm going to give you my effort now. Right. And when you know I came in, it was like pure mutual respect. Like I was ready for you to yeah, come. Like, it was you, like, you showed me that I should be ready for you. Yeah. Because it was like, it, it, it seems weird for, to, to explain. Because yeah. It's like, oh, I, well, you paid me. But it's not it's, it's not like that. It's more like you, money is just paper, y'all. Like, it's, it's just, <laughs> this is a fact. It's just a form is, of like. And we've talked about this before. So this conversation is not new to us. Yeah. But I think it's definitely needed to be said. Like money is just, <laughs> a, a, it's, it's, it's respect on paper. That's all it is. If you show somebody that you respect them when you paying them for whatever they doing. So you showed right. me that I respected you by bringing you into my 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 sanctuary basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say yeah, about yeah, it, but yeah. this is my this is where I make my money at. And I'm bringing you in there and I'm showing you what I'm doing. What exactly what you do. Like, and I'm giving you the ju- like I'm giving yeah. you the whole thing. So yeah. that's like free money for you if you implement it the right way. Because a smart person is gonna see a person's place of work and learn from it and see Flex. like okay, you gotta plug it up over here like this. Like and I'm I'm letting you see it. I'm like, here, yeah. boom, take all my ideas. Yeah. So of course, you know, and, and it's only forty dollars. Like I made more than forty dollars that day, that minute. Like I, that's like one little little project. So I'm, that's just, I didn't care what you threw at me. Because, you know, I've had certain people hit me up and pay me a thousand just to start something because their pocket is heavier. So a thousand to them, right. it was starting money. Like, here, okay, I'm going to give you a thousand. I don't know what I want to do. But yet. it also shows you them that it's it's also a mutual thing saying yeah. that I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, and let's talk track. about yeah. this. Like, yeah, exactly. I know you can help me and I need your help. We can do this and do that. And I, I want you. you to be serious. Yeah. Yeah. When you pay somebody, yeah. like, you need to be serious. Yeah. Here's Dead 50 ass. bucks, be serious. Right be now. serious. Like, Dead I, ass. I need your help. Because it, it's a fine line between like your friends and then like people that are really you. A friend is someone that you are invest that you are willing to invest in that is equally willing to invest in you. Right. So you have to really be conscious and aware of who your real friends are. Like in right. in that also matters when like when you have people around you and you have these great ideas that you're coming up with, you need to get those ideas off, get them off, get them out into the world, uh, produce them at your highest quality 
get them off and then uh it's like take it serious and, and then, let me know if you agree with this not to cut you off but you know <clears throat> i feel like it's important to to know who you're talking to and to be socially aware you know what i mean and i feel like that's the one thing that makes a huge difference between a successful person and a non-successful person is social awareness mm-hmm. like you knew that to get to me you had to bring money up you know what i mean right. like it takes you have to understand that certain people it takes a certain thing to get them to bring you value and you know what i mean because money to a certain person okay. doesn't mean anything like certain people look at money like in, like they have money from a kid they grew up with money so money to them isn't that important. So you might not be able to get to them by paying them. Mm-hmm. They might be like, oh, you could get me all the money in the world. I ain't giving jack. Facts. Okay, well, I, I know you like cars. I got a brand new Lambo with a V8 or whatever it is in the back. If I give you that, can you show me your technique to you wow. know, make a million? Right. Yeah, okay, perfect. That's, that's, okay. That was their value. So it's a really worth. about adding value. It's a value. It's value. Some what people, value are you adding? Me, what are you bringing to the table that exactly. is going to help not only you, but it's also going to help me? And right. And you brought value to get value because you, you wanted something. You And it people make it seem like, oh, well, it's not right to have friends. You shouldn't want anything. That's fake, bro. That's all mm-hmm. fraudulent. Like you want something. There's always a certain need. And it, may, it doesn't have to be a physical need. It could be sometimes it's emotional. Mm-hmm. Just like a romantic partner is not always. You like just want to feel the support. You just want like, the emotional. I, I look. You need some support right, right now. Like I need somebody to come help me with my right. business or help. exactly. Yeah. But it's a need. It's an urge that you that they're fulfilling. Okay. And you're fulfilling for each other. So it's a it's a it's a tug and pull. It's a push and pull. You know what I mean? Right. So at the same time, you you're providing me with the with the paper value, but I want to see you win. What is that worth? It's priceless. You know what I mean? Like, say I give you the whatever. I Because I, I don't know what, what I'm going to tell you that's going to trigger that million-dollar idea. There is, you know, million-dollar right, okay. ideas aren't just written on paper out. They're, they're, they're discovered in moments like this. Right. You know what I mean? So I could have showed you, oh, yeah, so what I do is I go on Square and I do my invoices and then I set my website up with WordPress and then I do this. You might have figured something out that I didn't even see. Go home and yeah. then like make an M, and then I, you know, what I mean? so <laughs> yeah. what was that? What was that conversation worth then? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. You know what I mean? And oh my goodness! And for and for the like, I see myself in times where I'm like really in my bag. I see myself as an alchemist. So like, I can get creative with the things that I have around me, and the and the past things that I've learned to kind of create the M. Right now, you have to continuously water some of these things that you plant. It's it's like it's you're it. you're planting seeds and then you water them and you wait for the harvest. So it's like as an alchemist and as a creator, you uh, there's things that you're gonna get right then and there where you can play with it and and be able to move you forward and progress you forward as as you as you go. But it's like as a creator. Uh, I think it's just so dope how we are able to uh, attract and and move and move pieces to the puzzle to to make sure that like we're leaving um, leaving something for for the earth. Uh, it <laughs> we've gotten so deep into some shit, bro. But um, I want to get back on topic and talk about 
<clears throat> talk about your uh, your uh, some of the projects that you're working on now. Okay. So for the past couple of months, it's been quarantine. Um, start when March hit. Um, I know you've been doing a lot of music videos. A lot. And then you also now into sports betting. Can you explain to us how it is balancing the two? I mean, okay, so really, to keep it short and sweet, it's really not a balance. It's two totally different beats. Like the the media thing is my bread and butter. That's my that's the flaming on is the the business. The, the music video thing was more so of a of a way to capitalize off the fact that everyone needed to be seen in this moment in time right now because of the the quarantine there's been no type of group environment group you know gatherings events performances what have you yeah and everyone needed money right now we all need money and how do people get money they need to be seen they need to be promoted what is the best way of promotion for uh, a musician or you know any type of audio art artist a visual right so i already did videos at the on the corporate level and I did one music video, basically, and a lot of people don't even know this. I did one music video before I really started booming out here with music videos. I only shot one, and that was in my hometown. And everything else was mostly documentary projects, you know, series and corporate type of videos, okay. content, like media content. So I just brought that same mentality to the music video, um, you know, realm. And essentially, I kind of just like shortened the market because I, I allowed a lot of people to shoot for the same price right you know what i mean yeah, i allowed people like... to be on the same playing field and get quality or what i thought was quality and what they thought was quality and everyone was happy yeah thanks i definitely i definitely think it's quality you know what i mean because there's a lot of really talented videographers in vegas too um who are well worth what they charge as well which is a whole nother thing when you're talking about what people charge and you know that, that whole argument of oh well some people charge too much some people don't charge enough you know whatever person charges is what they charge and they're valid to to charge what they want to charge mm-hmm. you know because they're a person that's what they assume what their worth is and that's how they can get their you know that's how they eat yeah you know what i'm saying yeah so it's like and being a freelancer you can charge what you want at this point right like and depending on what type of equipment you have and some of the skills that you're going to offer like and it depends on how frequent you you want to shoot too because so how much how much does a how much does a regular music video cost if you were to if an artist was to go to to somebody other than you man it could be anywhere from 500 to 10,000 i think i think the cost of a music video isn't a definite number you know it's it's something that depends on what the music video is there's some music videos that have the artist not even in it you know what i mean it's it's a whole i don't even think we have enough time to go through the whole conversation right yeah it's 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 timing down right now okay so we're gonna go on another quick break and then we're gonna come back for the last 15 minutes and then bang this out just one second guys All 
All right, and we're back. It's Adam Stay Woke, and you guys are listening to It's Bag Season. You feel me? And we were just talking about Devontae's hustles, um, how he's doing sports betting, and how he got into um, uh, doing music videos for a lot of the local Las Vegas artists. And, bro, some of those dudes are good. No cap. The artists? Yeah. Some Definitely. Of them, some of them a lot good. of them. Um, yeah, and right now, you it's like you have a solid five or six that you're working with consistently yeah and i feel like they kind of just kept the business afloat pretty much no definitely when it comes to <clears throat> i mean I, I could definitely you know i'm not i don't like to say any names just because vegas is too small to start putting names on there's somebody I know. <laughs> so i really feel like there's so much talent here but it's too much animosity as well with, with you know the talent um, within the network of people yeah because everybody knows each other you know what i mean and i'm still like i said i'm super new here so i'm still establishing myself amongst a lot of these clicks as well like you know yeah my people are just some people see me for the first time still today so you know what i mean uh it's just one of those things where i i don't look at it in that aspect i'm not thinking about that at all i'm looking at it more like this person is i'm into this person's music they reach out to me which is, I already respect them for that. Because mm-hmm. people under look that, like people get hit up so often, they start to feel big headed. Like it's not a big deal that people hit them. Like I'm always grateful whenever somebody DMs me. Like, that's why I try to respond to everybody. Right. Like even if I don't think I'm really into your music, I want to give you as a person a chance to, like, we might be, you might be a cool dude. Right. And I might meet you and you might show me something else outside of music. So that's that's how I look at it because I'm a businessman. It's, music videos was just a, a a funnel. Yeah, I get that, and it's like within the market, <clears throat> you kind of just have to. It's like, yeah, I I just feel like being personable and using personality within uh, this business world because I don't. It's it's a work life uh, balance for me. Like my business is my lifestyle. So like when I do get reached out to, I try to be is uh like not so like my I, it's hard to explain, but I feel like if if people understand like you have a brand and if your brand is how you make money, like you are the storefront in right. your in your whole uh look and I use my Instagrams as small marketplaces and small businesses. I use them to market the things that I like to do in my life so that I can make money off of them. And um, most of my acquaintances on social media are usually people that I I follow and I am looking to uh, work with or I think has a, has a dope personality or aligns with something that I align with. So that's on the whole like way different way of looking at social media you feel me than a lot of people think about but that's the way that I've kind of like been able to uh, disconnect myself from social media in a personal like attachment way that allows me to now use it to a different advantage than people are used to or that people are using right now so um when I do get DMs, I definitely appreciate them. You feel me? Like, it's like those DMs are what help drive 
the business. It helps what it helps keep us. Uh, uh, it kind of gives that that social validation somewhat. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And no, and that's good to see when you're looking to scale your business. And um, I think that like the way that you've been able to build the brand has been like super a one i keep telling him that he needs to like expand but that's where he always gets back to saying like it's kind of like the the environment and finding the right people to help stand with you to build your build your brand is kind of hard yeah because yeah so like what you said because my my mindset on it is it's not just about having a business like a lot of people because you know having a business is like a hashtag like hashtag <laughs> being an entrepreneur like it's yeah. it's not i'm this is not a hobby for me like this yeah. ain't i'm not just doing this for the grant like this is for real i don't i don't work yes, yes. i gotta pay rent it's like yeah exactly so you know what i'm saying it's not i'm so i'm not thinking about oh i need to have a team so that i can tell people i got a team you gotta pay it if you're gonna have a team you gotta pay you them. have to pay them you know what i mean so and, and like, if they if they if i don't feel like they gonna bring something to the table and they not rider like you have to I need to see commitment. And yes, I know that you're asking for a lot, but it ain't asking for a lot if you if you really about if it's it. an, and if like, it's an exchange and if it's a, like looking at it from both sides, because we're standing here saying like, look, we need people that are going to be a hundred percent in on our brand and on what we're what our ideas are to help them fulfill. You feel me? Become fulfilled, and at the vice versa, with working with somebody, your life like I don't know if you guys have been in situations where you have got yourself involved with somebody that you didn't see coming, and then your life ends up changing drastically. Like, and it can be for better or it can be for worse. But I, a lot of my situations have been for better, for really good. I met a lot of valuable people that I've, that I've resonated with and I've kind of put that time and energy into and Bro, you, and it comes out tenfold. You opened yourself up to the opportunity though. Like it's, it's more than just saying like you ran into these people. Like I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in like nothing really happens like by coincidence. Like, cause I'm a, I study computer science, so I study <laughs> literally systematic, like, systematic. <laughs> yeah, like everything facts. has something behind it. Like we got to this point here, we got to point B because of all these previous yeah. things happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it in the same scale of you know life in general. Not that it's all plotted out like destiny and stuff like that. I do believe you determine that, but you you physically opened yourself up to to meet somebody like that because look at what you did you were in the mindset of like i'm trying to look for somebody and i'm willing to pay them to for their time that's a mindset that's going to open up new people to meet because if you don't have that mindset you'll never you like you would have never have met me if your mindset was like i'm never gonna ever pay nobody to talk to me. like because right. that's some people's mindset right and they never meet like gary v's or like motivational any motivational speakers at that right because most of them charge to talk yeah like, yeah besides you know putting free stuff online but if you think about it, like i've paid people for time you pay people like people who make like people pay people who who pay people like, <laughs> pay you know people I mean? yeah like, yeah it's, it's it like a end. network thing it's like, like a... gary v pays somebody for information facts and if, for you who don't, who don't know who that is just a motivational speaker like 
Don't think these and people. We say he's a motivational speaker, but he's gotten to where he's at. <laughs> like, and plus, he doing... he has a mentor. He'll tell you that anybody who's made it has somebody who they learned from who made it, and so on and so on and so on and so on. But it it goes all the way down to our level, to where me and you are having a conversation about getting to another level. You know what I mean? And I'm showing you some things that you're I'm better at than you, and there's things you're showing me about. You know that I would I wouldn't know about. Mm-hmm. You know, like insight on certain things in the city or insight mm-hmm. on how this works. Like I, don't, I wouldn't know because I never used it. Yeah, I never, and I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm willing to like help you or pay if I have to pay you cash. And that's the thing. Like your value is help me start my business. Like you don't have to pay me. Just help me like get my website online. Mm-hmm. That was valuable to you, facts, and that was something that I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's the trade, you know. And you could, but you ended up making a profit from that later on. Like, yeah. oh, can you just help me? I need you to help me make some content, bro. I just need something to, for my business. Like, I don't need money. Like, because that's how I am. Some people be like, oh, I'll give you twenty bucks, or I'll give you whatever. Like, if, and if I see they're artists, like, I don't want your money. Like, pay me something. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. if you have a talent. That's more valuable than money to me because if you get big or whoever it does whatever, now that what I have is worth yeah. exponential. So amount. I think it's about like understanding what <clears throat> what helps, what's the actual value in the situation on, for both parties, and for you being on one end, understanding what you're willing to do for your time, what you're willing to do for your efforts, for right. your for your um, for your time and your. Um, your energy if that makes sense be ready to give like be in the mind be in the mindset of giving like when you give you get you know what i mean don't always be like take 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 like oh i need something from him or something from him or something from her like be ready to just give something like i want to teach people stuff like if you ask me anything i'm gonna that's how i feel too it's like i'm definitely willing to always give you exactly what you ask ask of me for and it's just like you have to be willing to go out and search for it as well. And so plus, like, when you learn something, it's gonna come back full circle. Like, because when you what you put out into the world comes back to you. You know, that's just you can try to deny it all you want, but it's just a fact. Right. Like what you put out comes back, and that's why I get luck. I feel it's not really luck. Like sometimes I feel like I have like the worst luck, and then something great will happen. But it was already something that I've been setting up. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it until in the moment I'm like, well, you know what? I, I did like hit this dude up like months ago about this this work, mm-hmm. and now it's coming. And now I got 1500. Like he's like, hey, remember when I talked to you about that video? I'm ready now. And I was just like in the worst. Dang. Like this is the best possible time for it to happen, and stuff like that. It seems like it's just a coincidence, but it's not. Because if you've always been planting these seeds, and you've been thinking of give, give, give. And that mindset, like I'm gonna help watering, this guy out, watering, I'm gonna help that guy out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a work. I'm gonna say, yeah, like, oh, this guy has said, hey, man, I'm trying to work with you. Like, like plant seeds. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be so naive to think, like, oh, I'm only gonna be, I'm gonna be picky. Like, invite, like, plant seeds as many as you can because you don't know when they'll sprout. They, they might not be for now. Like, you may have just opened up a window for that guy by just responding. You know what I mean? Because right. he said, oh, I want, I'm gonna work or. I want to do this. I want to do that. You open up the door. You allow it. Like, okay, yeah, well, hit me whenever you, whenever you want. Let's just hit me up like I'm down. Right. He may not even. Just he may not want to work now. But dude, you may be broke all of a sudden. You may have been on your high point when he hit you, and now you're you're swimming just just above the line. Yeah. And now he's hitting you up to work. Yeah. So to bring this full circle, it's like if you are 
trying to like build something it's like you're always having to give to receive to give to give to give to receive to receive to give to give so it's like man this is is this is this is just beautiful i'm loving this um so let me see what else we need to your sports betting i kind of want to give some people some insight on um some insider trading you know what i mean because bro you say you are in the 60 percentile like yeah i mean most of your bets yeah so So that's kind of high yeah i recently started um this year getting into it so i'm not going to sit here and act like i'm like a pro or anything but i've definitely been you know doing a lot of research and so what got you even interested in sports betting i mean honestly we talked about it off the record but i was just trying to find a way to invest some of my money and i looked at you know trading and um you know like messing with stocks and i thought of it in a similar fashion to you know sports you know sports betting because when you look at a stock and when you, you study it you're looking at these numbers and they're going up and down you're seeing the differences in these companies you're like trying to invest into facebook's going to cost more than trying to invest into you know the facebook the book face or something like that like a copycat version yeah that has its pennies to the dollars worth so you can buy the stock for cheap yeah and hope that that company raises and now you're, you can sell your stock okay so you look i looked at sports betting like okay well it's kind of similar. Like if there's a certain team and they've won nine in a row, okay, their 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 stock is rising now. So right. They're on a they're on a run. So let me bet on them to win the next game, come up a little bit. But you know, it's just like trading stock. Right. Now that like they're ride up, that wave a little bit and then sell when it's high. It's like yeah, you're going now. Short changing the market, right. but it's it's also you have to be in like you have to be aware of the market. You have yeah. to be watching it. You have, you have, be have engaged, to you have sure. to be engaged. For it's sure. not passive. Don't yeah. let don't let it fool you. It's not like a passive thing. Like oh, it's, I'm just gonna put my money down and, and it's gonna grow. Like trading, that that there is differences. It's similar. It's not the same. You know what I mean? It's the same in the aspect of you see an opportunity to flip your money, and you you put in and you plan to get out. So you put it. You see a, a team that's slated in a in a lower spot than they should be, and that's an opportunity for me to go in and put my money down on that team and then they win that game that night and now I have, I have money. Mm-hmm. But it took me researching these games because it's not always going to just be the big games you see on TV like Lakers versus Clippers or any NBA game. Sometimes it's at a lower level like some local school versus this powerhouse and they're underlooking this local school and they're actually nice. Right. And that's the opportunity to make money. Just like trading. You see a, a company, some medical company that's about to launch a brand new line of Vaccines. Anti-COVID vaccines, <laughs> yeah. but they haven't went yeah. public yet, so it's just like a secret, and you have the inside on it. Yeah, so I think around gonna... the same time that I got really into the stocks, you got into the uh, the sports betting. Yeah, and I just I met a few people who are into it. My cousin is into it, and I just know a few people like we're in Vegas, so yeah, yeah, we're it's definitely a thing. Out here. And if you play it smart and you manage, you do what's you know bankroll management is what they call it. And you just smart that you've been, you know, a certain amount of units on a bet that you consider a confident or a non-confident. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a high problem. It's a high probability of actually yeah. hitting. And you're making able your, to making your money plus more. You you can keep your money flipping. You're you're gonna lose, of course. You're gonna lose every now and then. But then sometimes you went big and you're now you're playing with winnings. You're not even playing with your own money. Right. So yeah. that's just, I mean that's just like the gist of it. You can there's it's way deeper than that, but. You know, as far as my 
I'm entry level into it, so I'm more still in like a learning stage with it. But have I made money? Yeah, definitely. Have I lost? Yeah, definitely. So what's a simple step by step that somebody can do to to get into, let's say, like film and uh, um, recording recording music videos and stuff like that? Like, what do they need as far as gear? Like beginner steps. Like I know I've seen you start from just having one of what was that old uh the cannon man forget the cannon like we're in 2020 about to be in 2021 you can use your phone like realistically they they uh, apparently they shot the commercial with the iphone they shot the the iphone commercial was shot with the iphone so if that's the case you know realistically you can be shooting with your phone they have mobile gimbals. And if you don't know what a gimbal is, it's those things. I know if you've, if you've worked with a videographer, you've seen them with them things, the little stick that keeps the camera real stabilized. Yeah. That's that's a gimbal. They have those for your phone. So if you're able to stabilize your phone and it's shooting at 4K already, you can create a quality visual with your creativity and in your phone and a gimbal and a, and a nice little Create location. a whole a, a storyline. I made my first web series with my phone and my mom. That's two things, my phone and my mom. <laughs> it was we, a whole series and i made a web series it was just a trial run and i went to all the parks in my area and talked about what parks had like the best um like stuff at, like the said like courts or like you know workout areas and stuff that's like that. tight so you did multiple episodes yeah i did three i ended up doing three before i like that was before i moved to vegas honestly like i wasn't even that long I was, I was planning, I was practicing to, to start a series up when I moved already. So I was like, let me just do something. You're already in the mindset of series because yeah. you brought the series to me. And this was like before they had the uh, the, the new Instagram story modes and stuff like that. Like it's it was before the launch of all the before all that stuff. It was kind of like we were all talking about cutting edge shit that like was relevant. And the, and the funny thing, the ironic thing is the idea really came from like old marketing techniques of like you know like these tv shows back in the day used to just be like independent dudes that like owned a little broadcasting company a small one and it would just be like todd's landscaping show and then he'd be like hey what's up guys it's todd and that was like broadcasted on tv but he paid for it you know what i mean it's similar when you think about it now but now we have like social media and all this and that so you can create your own like tv show now yeah just on with, with a fake broadcast on, company that's just a your homie and like your cousin or something like that. And just recording you, and now you're and like, you just make TikToks, right? And, but now you're so and so show. It's like a, a a bona fide like entity now because you made it one. Like oh, well, I, bro, I watch. Like how did you know there was a court at this? Week? Like bro, I watch Todd's Daily Show. Bro, he talks about this. Show. Yeah. Like you don't know about. That. So that's where people don't understand. Like times are changing. like totally different than they were just like five to ten years ago it's free to broadcast and if you know stuff like people people are asleep like you could know about anything now and make a show and people somebody will watch it a a large group of people you can get a large group of people if you do the right things any object in here there's gonna be a (laughs) video like a how to on something facts bro I've definitely like <clears throat> researched how my how to uh, replant my vine leaves. Like anything, there was hella videos on it, and like they were coming anything. out with good quality. They had good quality videos, bro. 
And do the, you realize the plant man, like the, the green thumb? I'm like, these dudes are lit. And like bro, that database <laughs> of knowledge has only grown over the span of like less than like a hundred years because the digital age is still like new. brand new. It's brand ass new. So all this information is constantly imagine how being, like how much how fast I, I was telling you right before we started recording like imagine how things are gonna be in like 10 years right. how much fast how fast things are gonna evolve because tesla is showing the world that innovation is here like we're doing not it not just tesla bro it's there's you know, it, exactly. everything all the every it's everything else that's showing us you know tesla is just displayed like putting it out on, on like you know on the tv like showing us future cars and stuff but the real development is happening like that we don't see mm-hmm. like that the fact that we're living in a quarantine is a technology it's, it's it's a development for like the human populace as we're having to learn how to live like this you know that's a that's a level of development we're gonna take this knowledge into the next generation of people who are gonna develop a computer or like a phone that's like germ proof now we wouldn't have thought about that if we didn't go through this or something you know what i mean yeah. like these things happen and it's developing over time quickly too now because information can spread it's way fast, fast 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 like soon as somebody learns something new it's and, like it goes and viral goes, and it goes viral now everyone knows how to do it too that is a fact you know what oh I mean? my gosh that is a fact and it's happening quicker and quicker every day like scrolling through tiktok bro you can learn so much shit yeah, bro. I follow so many like little small business hacks and stuff. I'm like, bro, bro how do you why think, am I? How am I not yeah. rich right now? Like, low key. And how do you think half these people know half the like they watch a video? Yeah, on what they just bro. Watched. Information spreads it's so a, freaking like fast. We said in the beginning, bro, it's a full circle. So, realistically, the information has always been out there. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of are you gonna be a contributor to that information or a consumer? That's it. Okay. It's not really it's it's not really deeper than that. Like, are you gonna consume, or are you gonna create? Yeah. Like, there's two types. That's it's that simple. There's two types of people. You know, exactly. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's a fine line because there's people who will sit here and they're consumers, and you, we know these people. Yeah, we do. They support us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're just like, oh, well, when your next video comes out, they they're just and consuming. it kind of keeps you. Yeah, it kind of keeps but you. But that's like, that's what they shit. do. They'll pay for Netflix and HBO and. They're consuming. It's consumer. Like they grab, 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 pay, pay. Do. But yeah. there's a person that's putting it on there, making the content. Yeah. Actors, developers, yeah. videographers, creators. You making this podcast, and then there's a listener. Yeah. There's, that's two sides of it. You need that person. They need it's a. And sometimes we are consumers. Yeah. As well as creators. Yeah, facts. But some people are only on one side. It's an extreme sometimes. Some people are strictly consumers, and then they just work their daily job, which is nothing to consume. They work that shit to consume yeah, it. Some, but it's, it's always like it's, some a, like, it's a process of consumption. Like they go work and then they go home and consume some content. And I, I feel like it's important to get yourself out of just being a consumer. But you know, it's a longer conversation. But yeah, I, I feel like like I said, I feel like life is about being a co-creator, and it's like we need to be out here uh, trying to make a mark, leave a leave a legacy on the on the world you feel me like leave us timestamp yeah, and just be like, better and yeah. i was just talking to you know a, a somebody that's special to me about that too like just be the best person you can be and be aware of of your of who you are like know that you can be better know that you ain't the best where you at right now no matter where you at because if you can if you can make yourself better 
and focus on that your the environment around you will be influenced by by you mm-hmm. and you won't have to be focused on that. it'll happen just naturally that's how it works if a flower is in a bloom it's gonna release those whatever you call them and more flowers will bloom yeah same thing same concept it's not thinking about its purpose isn't to to bloom more flowers its purpose is to bloom facts I get that you know what I mean so when you when, if, if I'm focused on me not being selfish but like my, my goal is to be the best person I can be whether that means helping other people or whatever it means for you personally mm-hmm. that itself is enough like don't focus on bro I gotta help this I gotta help the whole world Nah, bro. Like, right. if you're not right, you help ain't helping yourself. nobody, bro. Help like, yourself. Help you yourself. Yes. If you ain't the best version oh, of yourself, man. you're not gonna influence. Anyone. And that's a whole nother story too, because yeah. I there's there's a very deep lesson in. Uh, I don't want to even say like being selfish, but being kinda, self. It's not in a negative selfless. way. Selfless. No, it's, it's being selfish, se- but it's 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 not being in like, a negative crude. way. It's not being yeah. mean. Right. It's just being selfish and for self, being for self. Like you're trying to better yourself. Because the more the more you're able to take care of yourself, the less people have to worry about having to take care of you. And then the better your environment will be if nobody's having to are you okay? Are you good? And like you know what I mean? You don't even gravitate you don't even gravitate like that type of energy towards you. You put yourself in a position to help. Exactly. Because when you're feeling, think about it. When you feel good, you're ready to help somebody. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what's good, bro? You need help? Bro, I got you. You need a ride? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I got yeah. you. When you're feeling good. That feels way better. When you're down, you can, it's hard to help people when you're down. You're like, bro, I'm having a bad day, bro. I'm just having this you're, you're You're down. So if you focus on yourself and you're you're always in a state of positivity and you're taken care of, with, you're happy with yourself, mm-hmm. it's going to like... It's gonna passively influence everything else. You won't have to think about it. Like, if you want to f- help your friends gain, you want to help your friend get strong. You gotta be strong, bro. Like, if you want to help your homie get better at hoop, you gotta get better at hoop. Facts. Because he's gonna follow you. Like, they're gonna trail you. Facts. Same thing, vice versa. With if you have a girlfriend, like, if you want her to be on her shit and you want you want her to be fit and working out. You need to be fit and working out too. Yeah, like definitely. You, it's like if you want, if you guys, if you want her to eat better, you have to be eating better as well. And it's like the hustle, same you shit. Gotta hustle. If you want her to hustle, like, you gotta hustle. That's you a can't fact. Want your girl to be a hustler? You ain't hustling. Yes, you bro. gotta be. Yes. You gotta be what you want people to be. Like if you want to be certain people to be a certain way, you gotta be that. It's the same way in a negative way. Because mm-hmm. it works both ways. You want your you want your homies to be uh, killers and really kill about somebody. that shit. Go really, go really, we, go we really, really killers. Like, damn, I'm like, I, I need a body too. Now. <laughs> it's the same. It works in it. We've all seen it. Yeah, you've seen it in the That's negative wild. Way. When That's people wild. get negatively yeah. influenced and they like, well, you know, the homies over here, he's he's popping his shit over here. You know, he pimping. I might want to do that because mm-hmm. he ain't never seen it work in the in the other way. Right, you know what I mean. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you can show somebody that you are are good and you made it doing what you were so doing. yeah, we out here breaking generational curses. Right, we, we're not we're not falling for none of that dumb shit no more. The, the people <laughs> who look up to you are gonna you you don't you don't know no matter what you're doing somebody looking up to you, no matter what there's somebody who's trying to see what you're doing. So you gotta be when whenever somebody is looking at you and you have the chance of eyes being on you, show them something that they should wanna wanna be. 
Right. You know what I mean? Whether it be in your lowest or your highest moment, right. always be true to what the hell it is that you was saying that you was going to do. Because if you say, I'm going to be lazy as fuck. When people look at you, you better be lazy as fuck. Because that's what you said. Yeah. But if you said, I'm a grinder, I'm a hustler. This is what I do. When people see you, they need to, you, you need to either be worn out because you've been hustling or you need to be hustling. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're going to expect to see. And then when they see that and it's confirmed, now they're going to turn around and let me go and do what I said I was going to do. Facts. Uh, this is good. This is a this is a dope conversation, bro. This is dope. Definitely. I'm glad you're bringing all this shit on. <laughs> okay. So we got about two more minutes in our podcast and this was dope bro this was dope we're gonna have to do a lot more of these um i think that man hey if actually if you guys have any suggestions if you guys um feel the need to uh shout shout us out and i don't know we're, we're looking for all types of uh feedback we're good with it uh and before we run out of time if you don't know who i am Name is Devontae, but I go by Flaming Yon or Flame. If you want to keep it easy, follow me at Flaming Yon, F-L-A-M-I-N-G-Y-O-N, on all platforms, Instagram, Google it. It'll pop up. I'm the only one with that name. So, And then the, uh, your website, too? The website, FlamingYon.tech, everything, Flaming Yon, F-L-A-M-I-N-G-Y-O-N. Hit me. I want to hear from you. Yep, and you can go ahead and follow me at Adam Stay Woke on Instagram, Twitter, feel me um and this is bag season you feel me this is our podcast um next week we should be going into episode four we appreciate you guys all for listening and yeah yeah